0: If you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or tools to write. Stephen King. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right podcast. This is episode 113, recapping all the books I read this year, part one. Yes, I decided to break my yearly recap of all the stories that I read this year into two episodes. Um, I have currently read 21 books. I may be reading one more before the year end. Um, So because of that, I decided to Um, review 11 books on this episode. So I'm going to be giving all of my thoughts. Of course, these are my own thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Everyone is entitled to feel differently about these stories. And that's the beautiful thing about art. Some people like it, some people don't. I'm going to try to be as honest and unbiased as I can be. Um, while Also keeping in mind that, you know, these writers have put so much time and effort into their stories. And I just want to say I respect everything anyone who writes a story, even if the story is not even a tenth as big as some of these stories are. um, You know, I just respect the craft so much. I know firsthand as a writer how hard it is to execute plot, characters, voice, get it all right. And um, with that being said, I definitely think I am a critic just of art in general. I always kind of go in with my own analysis and really do a detailed analysis, but I don't mean it in like a rude way. I just mean it in a way that's thinking about art. And sometimes when we think about art, it is subjective. Sometimes it's objective. You know, it just really depends. But with all that being said, I just don't want anyone to take offense to anything that I'm going to say in this episode. I don't think it's gonna be too offensive, but I don't know. Sometimes people can get really protective of their favorite books if somebody else doesn't feel that way. And I feel like kind of it's a little easier on podcasting because this podcast doesn't have like really any reviews yet Um, and I think people are just much less inclined to write reviews on podcasting platforms which is why I always try to ask for reviews in these episodes as opposed to say YouTube. Um, I have a YouTube channel if you didn't know Caitlin Greco and that's more of a personal a personal blog about my life and I also review products on there. I don't talk about my writing journey as much but if you're ever interested you could also subscribe to that channel. But anyway my point in saying this is not to advertise for myself on another platform but it's just to say that I get like lots and lots of comments on YouTube most of the time from strangers people I don't even know and sometimes people can get really offended if I give a little bit of a negative or critical but honest at least in my perspective, um, review on a product. So that's kind of why I'm putting this disclaimer out here, although I don't think, like I said, people get as offended on podcasting platforms. But anyway, enough of this rambling, winding intro. Let's go back in time and talk about all of the books I read this year. I'm also going to tell you how I discovered each book just because I think that can be helpful from a marketing perspective if you are a writer trying to get your book out into the world and trying to get it noticed. So the first book that I read is My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. This was a really strong start to the year. I love this story. Essentially, it is about this young girl, Vanessa, and she is groomed by a male English teacher at her prep school. And at first, it seems very innocuous, you know, he kind of compliments her on her writing, he takes an interest to her, and whenever Vanessa has an argument with one of her friends on campus, she is left feeling alone and vulnerable to this man's advances. Um, I just thought this novel was really well written, especially with all of the imagery. Strain. Mr. Strain is the name of her predator, and I think that's really good imagery because of how much of a strain this man puts on her life. Um, The story is really messed up, and the protagonist is really questioning herself, and she has a lot of trouble exposing this man in her adult life. Yet, we can clearly see why she feels this way, because the author does a great job of taking us back in time and showing us step by step how all of this happened. There's also this imagery of cleanliness, like Vanessa is not able to get clean. She's not able to clean her room. She's not able to clean herself of this man. The story is really messed up, twisted, um, very easy to empathize with the protagonist, detailed. um, I just thought it was a really, really solid book and I would definitely recommend it to anyone. I found this book because of a YouTuber and TikToker that I follow. She recommended it. The second book I read was The Maid by Nita Prose. Now, this is everything that I wanted in a cozy mystery, a super cozy mystery. The protagonist is named Molly Gray, and she is a maid. She said she is lucky to work in such a beautiful hotel. Every time she comes to this hotel, it's like Dorothy entering The Wizard of Oz. I loved her work ethic. I just thought that was beautiful, and I loved that in a character so redeeming. And I believe it is her grandmother who dies... Um, and when she dies she leaves Molly all alone and Molly doesn't have any more money and she only has a very small income from working at this hotel. She is also groomed by another man Rodney at this hotel but it's for different reasons. He is setting her up to be the prime suspect for a murder of this wealthy man. Great voice, great twist, many good lines, great characters Um, again this story was just really well written and I feel like it should be on more people's radar because I haven't heard this book talked about nearly enough. I found this book when I was scrolling through the bestsellers just looking through just looking for another book to read. The next book that I read was Beach Read by Emily Henry. Now Emily Henry is such a talented writer. I love her writing style. It's so humorous and so descriptive but I did like People We Meet on Vacation much better than this story. I felt like this story felt kind of Strung together and like I kind of saw the plot before. The title was also so deceiving. It really wasn't a beach read, in my opinion, um, and the title almost stopped me from reading it. But one of my friends actually said she liked this book better than People We Meet on Vacation, which I feel like it's been the popular opinion online, but I definitely disagree. I just thought Alex Nilsson and Poppy were such wholesome, alive characters, and the characters in Beach Read just really didn't do it for me. They came across as, you know, kind of unlikable, I think. They were supposed to be cute and sarcastic, but for me, I just kind of, I didn't really resonate with them. I felt like their backstories weren't explored enough. Honestly, midway through the book, I felt like I just wanted it to end. I thought that January, the protagonist, kind of lacked some character motivation, and I wanted to see earlier on in the story how Jacques' breaking up with her really affected her and the story also just didn't make me fall in love with Gus, the love interest. He was just a little too hard for most of the story, and he seemed too tough and unapproachable, and I wish I could have seen his vulnerabilities earlier on. I would rate Beach Read 3 out of 5, and I found it because I feel like it was just one of those books that everyone was talking about and so i decided to read it i also love people we meet on vacation and if i read a book by an author and i really like it i'm definitely more inclined to read other things in their catalog next i read summer island by kristen hannah i've loved everything i've ever read by kristen hannah i love how she has a more literary approach to her novel writing yet it's not too drawn out and boring i think she's an absolutely fantastic writer i thought the story was a great hook um, it showed us exactly who the characters were and why we, we should care about them. It was very to the point. Lots of juicy secrets were being exposed. Um, the story was set in Seattle, which intrigued me. I visited Seattle, wow, two years ago at this point, And I haven't read a lot of books that were set in Seattle. Ironically, I did read two books this year that were. So just having been to Seattle, I kind of liked to see it in a fictional setting. The story will definitely make you cry. Ruby, she's a very interesting character. She's very compelling. I loved reading her plot line um, and I thought Nora was also a very interesting character. Essentially, Nora is the host of this radio program where she gives um, love advice to people and she seems very wholesome and family oriented, but then this article comes out exposing her and she's exposed for having an affair and her career quickly tanks she leaves Seattle and goes off to this island um, for the summer to kind of get away from it all and her children Ruby and Caroline end up coming there um, for other reasons and they all are back on this island and kind of reuniting there's this other character Eric who is very close to their family growing up and he is actually dying from cancer and that's a really really sad line also um, the story is just the, well written, the characters have excellent backstories, and I think there's a lot of questioning of who Nora actually had the affair with was Nora actually Eric's mom? There was a lot of innuendo at the end of the story and I kind of think that she was. Spoiler alert. But this book was fantastic. Again, I found it on the bestsellers list and I liked books by Kristen Hannah, so it was a very natural story for me to read. If you want to write literary fiction that's marketable um, or like upmarket literary fiction, I guess you would say, um, definitely check out Kristen Hanna. She's incredible. Next I read The Couple Next Door by Sherry Lapina. I found this book on TikTok. I really thought the description of it was interesting. Essentially a couple goes to a party next door and their babysitter cancels so they keep coming back to check on their baby like every hour and a half or so and at one point the mom finds the baby missing. So um, it's a big uncovering of who done it. And of course, all the characters have really juicy pasts. And it's a very, very fast paced story. Perfect style of writing for a thriller. Um, It wasn't too detailed. Like, I don't want the details that don't matter. And this author really delivered on that. It was pretty much like all plot. It was interesting how he also got the detective's perspective, which I feel like you don't see in many books. And I love how the title just threw off your suspicions. Although um, I did guess correctly, Um, who it was just based on kind of how the author set it up. I'm just not going to give away the spoiler in this story. I feel like I just gave away so many spoilers in these other books in case you're, you know, interested in reading them and haven't read them yet. But this book was everything that I wanted in a thriller. Number six, Everyone in This Room Will Someday Be Dead by Emily Austin this was one of the worst books I read this year. I did not like this story. I can't even remember how I found it or why I decided to read it. Um, There was just so much religion in in this story. It was like all about this protagonist like ripping on the Catholic Church and in some respects I could see why the protagonist had this attitude but it was just not something that I wanted to read about and I guess it's on me. Like I should have research this book a little bit more. I did like the writing style of the author kind of reminded me of John Green but I hated the plot and I just didn't connect with the main character at all and I think some elements of the story were kind of misrepresented. Also all of the talk about death gave me some anxiety and it was just a book I did not like. Number seven, The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekkanen. I like this book. It was a solid book. I would say like 3.5 stars out of 5. But it wasn't crazy good. It definitely wasn't as good as The Couple Next Door in my opinion. Avery was a very interesting character and I empathized with her a lot but I felt like the plot dragged in certain places. I felt like the story was almost a little bit too long. So essentially Avery, she is this therapist and she does very unconventional methods to getting her clients to overcome whatever obstacle they're facing. So she has these two clients, um, Marissa and Matthew, and they are this perfect golden couple. They have the life that everyone wants. Um, You know, seemingly they look great on paper, but of course they have all of these secrets and their marriage is falling apart. I did like in the story the subplot about Acelia, this drug company and how Avery exposed them I thought that was interesting and not something I had seen before in a novel but like I said I just felt like the story just kind of dragged and um, again it seemed kind of like fairly generic plot line although I did like Avery I liked how she was a confident protagonist I feel like that's not something you see a lot again I found this story because it was one of those books that a lot of people were talking about Number eight, One Italian Summer by Rebecca Serle. This book took me like two months to read. It was very slow for me, which I loved In Five Years by Rebecca Serle. I read it last year and that was one of the best books of the year for me in 2021. But I felt like this book really fell flat for me. The protagonist's mother dies and they had a Uh, plan to go to the Amalfi Coast for this incredible trip and the protagonist is very intertwined with her mother she identifies with her mother a lot and her mother basically kind of controls her life and the protagonist has no real identity apart from her mother so she's having some problems in her marriage she decides to go to the Amalfi Coast anyway without her mother and she spends some time there and the story does this weird flashback, which is kind of, I guess, a thing in Rebecca surley's novels, now that I've read two of them, where there's like time traveling and she goes back to the past and sees her mother um, as a young woman and sees the decisions that she made whenever she spent this summer in the Amalfi Coast. And of course, her mother is not exactly who she thought she was. Um, so there's that trope again of, you know, someone is not who they who they seem to be and i didn't really have a problem with that aspect of it it just felt like the protagonist had no motivation on her own and everything was just so much about her mother that i just kind of thought it was boring and i had a hard time connecting with the protagonist i read this book because i saw it when i came out on the bestsellers list and i knew i liked in five years by rebecca Surle, so i decided to give this one a shot next i read midnight dunes by lara griffin very fast-paced Again, kind of a thriller slash cozy mystery. I like the subtle romance between Macy and Owen. The characters were a bit predictable, but it was a solid mystery, and... um You know I just I like the story I thought Macy and Owen were were nice people they were characters I could root for and I didn't mind the predictability of this novel Macy got fired from a TV job that she had and she decided to start her own photography and film company and she's coming to this island to capture some footage for tourism purposes and she has this big plan of you know kind of starting her own business and going out on her own and doing this as a career it just so happens that when she gets there she moves into the house of someone that has been recently murdered and the story is about uncovering who done it and she falls in love with the detective Owen along the way. It's a cute book if you like romance cozy mystery. I found this book when I was scrolling through the bestsellers list. Number 10, One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Taylor Jenkins Reid is probably my favorite modern-day author. I just love the style of her writing, and this book did not disappoint for me. I know some people didn't like it, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I love the characters. I connected with them. I could instantly picture them and empathize with their backstory. There's Marie, the bookseller's daughter. The story is not as flashy as some of, other, as some of TJR's other books, but I still thought it was completely in line with how she writes stories. Um, she has great pacing, great voice, and I just think she's an incredible author. I do think that um, the plot was a little bit more far-fetched um, than some of her other plots. But i love the relationship between the two sisters i thought that seemed genuine um, and good examples of emma the protagonist who she really is but essentially emma is juxtaposed with her sister marie emma is this free spirit and marie is this um you know in line with society he pleases her parents the bookseller's daughter i.e And so Emma gets into this relationship with this guy named Jesse back in high school. They have the perfect relationship. It's wild. They're travel bloggers and they go and travel all around. Jesse goes on this trip by himself and he ends up getting shipwrecked. Everyone assumes that he's dead when they don't hear from him for years. Um, Emma has a hard time moving on from him. When she finally does start moving on from him, she meets this other guy, Sam, also from her high school, and they fall in love. Sam is the exact opposite of Jesse, and then Jesse magically comes back. He ended up swimming to safety, and he's back in the world, but he feels very um far removed from it because he spent all this time alone on a deserted island and so that's kind of what i think is like a little bit far-fetched that you know he survived this and came back and everything but it makes for a good story even though it was a little far-fetched and then of course emma is forced to choose between the two of them so i really like the story i would say um solid four out of five for me finally number 11 every summer after by carly fortune this was another one of my absolute favorite books that i read this year great romance. Um, It had everything I wanted in a romance. In fact, I like the story so much that I reviewed it it separately on this podcast. So go back to that episode if you want some more in-depth analysis on this story. To get a clear understanding of why I like this story, I'm just going to take it back to this one line um, about Taylor. This girl, she was wearing all white and the protagonist says, I wanted to squirt her with a ketchup bottle. I thought that was just a great cute line. I thought all the characters were very complex. Essentially, the story is about two characters, Percy, the protagonist, and Sam. They are childhood neighbors, and they um, every summer, Percy's family comes to stay at their lake house, and they develop a relationship. Eventually, they fall in love. Percy kind of screws up the relationship, and she has that regret With her throughout the rest of her life. She's forced back to the lake house to take care of some business and the story is flashback between the summers that her and Sam fell in love. So we get a really good idea of who these characters are and why their relationship is important and then of course they kind of rekindle. The story plays into a lot of different dynamics between their relationship and it's not super clear who was in the right and who was in the wrong, which I liked. Another line I really liked from this story was Sebastian, Percy's new boyfriend who she ends up breaking up with, Um, he's reading a Times article that spritzes her over and asks the waiter about the wine, which I thought was just really clever. And like I said, the book was well-written, great voice, complex characters, and I highly recommend it to anyone that likes a solid romance. I give that story five out of five. And I read that story because a lot of people were recommending it at the beginning of the summer. So this is the first half of the books that I read this year. Next week, we will do the last episode for the year and review the remaining books that I read for the year. I hope this um, episode was insightful, kind of taught you how um, I go about picking out books um, and my thoughts and feelings on some popular stories that came out this year, as well as some other stories that were a little bit older. Next week, we'll be starting off with The Handmaid's Tale and my thoughts about that. But thanks so much for listening. As always, keep writing, keep reading, keep querying, and I'll talk to you on our next road trip.